We live in troubled times. If there ever was a time for men to step up and be leaders, it is right now. While the coronavirus may not be affecting you and those around you directly yet, it will. Estimates are that one in 10 Americans will get the virus. You will likely not die from this illness, they say, but the impact has already begun in terms of anxiety and worry. We see this in the grocery shortage. It is affecting the economy. People are losing their jobs and your wives and children need your strength. Today, we'll be discussing how you can be a man of strength when everything is falling apart. If you're a man that controls his own destiny, a man that is always in the pursuit of being better, you are in the right place. You are responsible. You are strong. You are a leader. You are a force for good. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. Welcome back, you guys. Brad Singletary here. I'm here with my friend and mentor, Mike Spurgeon. Taco Mike, welcome back, Mike. Oh, dude, you flatter me. Thank you. <laughs> Good to be here. This is a... So right now, we're in the midst of this coronavirus thing, and we're keeping our social distance. What are we That's about? That's right. Six, this is six, six feet. 60 feet apart, something it's, like that. It's rough. I do want to get closer. Trust me. Uh, <laughs> so before we start today, I w we wanted to talk about you know how to be a man in difficult times, but just wanted to check in with you. It's been a few months since we've recorded and published a show. So tell us where you've been. What have you been doing, sir? Yeah, we've been on hiatus. Um, there's been a lot of water under these bridges since we've last talked. There's a lot of new things on both sides. Um, I think that's been going on. So maybe, I don't know, we'll start with, I, so I'm out of my job and I left it. Um, boy, how long has it been? Six months. How long, how, Brad, how long has it been since we've done one I think five months. It was like October last time we recorded. Okay. I think it was a little bit before that I bounced and started doing my own thing. I've got a couple of side hustles that, that, uh, seem to be paying the bills and working out good, selling some, uh, I do some motorcycle parts and take some guys on the Baja trips and then just have some other little side projects that are working out. Things at home seem to be really good. Um, let's see what else, you know, I think maybe, um, I'm just super happy and super stoked to be, I think finding and looking for and finding and then trying to pursue things that make me super calm and super happy. That's sort of like my objective and agenda for like what I do for work. I, I have this little mindset and it seems to be working out that if I do the, the, the next most right thing and the thing that really like sparks me and, 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 and gets me going, then the money will just sort of like trickle along and follow along. So I'm not, I'm not doing anything specifically pursuing money as the objective. I'm doing things to do the next right thing. And then the money just is, uh, is a natural result, sort of an outflow. It's like, it's like water flowing out of a rock. Uh, and, and I'm, and I'm grateful and happy for it and to receive it, but I'm not pursuing that specific as the end goal. It's just a nice outflow from it. So that sort of attitude and mindset seems to be working out for me and I'm going to continue doing it that way until I feel some reason to, to change that. But I, I don't think I will. Um, what about you, dude? What's new with you? Things are good for me, man. Um, my marriage is stronger than ever. My kids are healthy. I feel blessed. I'm just uh, very eager to be back in the saddle here with the Alpha Quorum show. You got a new and, office? Uh, this yeah, is cool. Yeah, new office. Yeah, that's new. So I do men's groups here. 
Um, that's part of my, my clinical practice and also something that we're going to, you know, introduce in the future with Alpha Quorum, some men's kind of mastermind groups and so forth. So I needed a bigger space. This is it a cool joint? Yeah, I'll post some pictures. I, uh, uh, my, my boys and I built these shelves in, our, in my garage and uh, picked out all the artwork and just tried to make it look cool in here. I live here, it seems like. So feeling good about things, man. Life is good. I dropped about 20 pounds at the end of last year and uh feeling good you man. look cute yeah. <laughs> i like the metal legs on this table this is kind of kind i of bought those from a guy in new york there was probably people here who could have done it but i bought this from I, this guy shipped them to me i gave him the specs because i wanted to line up over here and just wanted to have the rustic metal look it, it looks it looks good it looks kind of manly this is i know you probably have women clients that come in here but this is kind of like a studly looking joint with the buffalo on the wall and the like whiskey bottle kind of looking things <laughs> over there that's cologne bottles i, I don't have whiskey in here <laughs> we'll drink the cologne later <laughs> I, i've been to one of your men's groups and it was it was a very cool experience where you know i think there were like seven or eight dudes in here and it was really free flowing um i do as you know i do a lot of 12-step stuff and guys sometimes don't bring sort of themselves to the table they hold back the reserve and you can you can sense that um i think these guys all were bringing their full selves into this little d discussion that we had and i think that this is a a cool room to do it in. i think you, you've got a good thing going here well mike came to that group and he told part of his story and i tried to record that but the awesome amateur sound technician that i am i messed that up I had the microphone plugged into the earphone. Yeah, the jack. input and the output or yes. whatever. Fast backwards. <laughs> so I have a few minutes I recorded on uh, on my phone, so I'm going to post that at some point. Really good stuff that you shared about things you learned. So let's get into our topic today. So we got coronavirus going on, and it really makes us ask the question: What do we need to be? I think there's a lot of fear out there. Most of my sessions last week probably saw 40, 45 people last week, and everyone began talking about this and where they stand with it. Most of the sessions, the entire visit last week was about what's going on and for them emotionally and at home and what's happening with their job and just really dealing with the panic of all this. So the questions that we want to talk about today are the things that exist in the average guy that may create challenges for him. What's maybe weak or what are some of the things that may make him struggle in situations like this? What are the principles that men can govern themselves by in a time like this? What are some of the things that men need to be doing to pervert, preserve their own strength and help their families? And how can men be supportive of others within their own families, other dudes, and to the larger community? So I guess I just want to start with some of the things that I think men are already dealing with that show up at a time like this. I believe that change reveals weakness. Change also reveals strength. But one of the weaknesses that I find as I've worked with men this week, and I, I'm looking forward to hear what you have to say about this too, is just fear. Men are afraid of losing something. They're afraid of financial loss. Um, they're afraid of how this could affect their own family. Surprisingly, not too many people seem to be worried about the, the health aspects of it, but just the economy and how this is going to play out for them and their careers and, you know, the, the finances, how are they going to pay their rent and so forth. Do you, any thoughts on, on that type of fear that you are hearing from people? Yeah. So 
you're saying then that the guys that come in or the, the, the clients that you have, everybody has this as a topic. Everybody brings this up. The session sort of revolves around this is a master under it lays under everything. Yeah. Whatever issue we had been working on that all kind of got put aside and probably 75% of what I talked about with them this week was what's, going, what's was going on right now. Yeah. And the main concern was like financial concerns that they're having. Yeah. I think some people are afraid of like, you know, the government, there's all these conspiracy theories and just w what does this mean in the bigger picture on the grander scale on the world stage, what's happening and uh, there's a lot of mm -hmm. a lot of fear out there about things that people can't control. And, uh, you know, I guess I'm just trying to direct them back to the things that they do have influence over, which is their own choices and actions and their attitudes at home and so forth. So, so when men are expressing these fears, are they in panic? Are they in like full free fall? Or are they just saying that, you know, I've got a sleepless night over some of these worries? Yeah. Some are talking about, you know, not being able to sleep or they've, began drinking again. There's, you know, they've kind of fallen back into some of their poor coping strategies and so forth. They're, um, they're, you know, they're irritable and they're just having, there's just tension. So it shows up in a lot of different ways, but a lot of that really, I think is just about their doubt, their doubt about, you know, their own ability to stand up and kind of be the man. And, uh, they're just very mistrusting of what they're hearing in the news or, you know, the, the either, either thinking that things are underreported or over-exaggerated in some way. And so they're, you know, maybe doubting the, the political decisions about closing things. Why do we have to close the school? Some guys are kind of doing the tough guy act, kind of saying, this is, you know, this, this, is, um, this is ridiculous. And, you know, I'm just going to carry on with my life and I'll go to the store if I want to. And just, it's, it's a little bit ridiculous what I've, what I've seen. And I think th that's why I wanted to do this show. There's plenty of reports and news things out there and plenty of people talking about this. And as I left today, I told my wife what we were talking about. She said, Oh, capitalizing on coronavirus, huh? <laughs> so no, I just think that our audience is, uh, you know, they need to hear from us. It's been so long, number one, but also what does it mean to be an alpha at a time like this? You know, I had a conversation with a, with a guy the other day and he was kind of rabbit holing some of these conspiracy theories that maybe just a quick thought on that. I think that there's this strange thread of narcissism that, that happens when somebody falls down the black hole of these conspiracy theories and, and, it, and there's a little bit of like pride and arrogance that creeps into that in a weird way that's sort of like, I know more, I have it figured out, I've got a, an intellectual advantage over some other thing, some government, some whatever, I know more, or I've cracked that code. Like I understand at a deeper level in a more profound level than anyone else. And here's what I, here's, let me, let me give you, let me like take a bunch of your time and then fill it with this very um, sacred knowledge that I've been able to like gather and, and, and through sleepless nights and like endless hours of just angry sort of like clenched jaw, you know, self-talk. Like I figured this out in the meantime, think of all the time that that dude has not spent time preparing himself, calming himself, sharpening his blade, getting himself ready to be very useful. Cause in my opinion and in my experience, the dude who has the most to say has the least to give. Interesting. So the dudes that I often meet up with or talk with or encounter who have the best insights and the most, 
you know, they've made the biggest discoveries that everybody else needs to hear about. Often, not always, but often those dudes, like they got nothing. They got, they got, they got nothing to help me with. They've got nothing to help other people with. They've, uh, unless you're talking about consuming time. So if that's the metric, then they've got plenty of that. They're bringing a lot of that to the table. But if you're talking about really useful resources, um, there's just kind of a void there. So I think that there's a strange bit of self-aggrandizing, um, narcissism that happens with, with fellas who like really deep dive this stuff. And, and I just think that there's no purpose to it and there's nothing to be gained. You can, you can have all kinds of mistrust and doubt about anything, but you know, here's the bottom line. There's, there's not one damn thing that's, that you're going to be able to change really on a, on a, on a huge level. Everything is, everything is, I like to, I like to live my life at the smallest possible level and go out from there rather than backwards. So if you've got all these great ideas about how to save the world, then hurry up and become president or king or emperor or potentate or prime minister or whatever the hell that is, like get up there and make those changes. But if that's not your trajectory in life, then, then stop. It's just a waste of time. Such right? a waste of time. Energy, your mental energy is mental so energy. much. It's just a real, it's a fool's chase. It's fool's gold. So, you know, I don't want to call anybody out. I don't really want to stomp on your parade. Like if, if that's your hobby, then I, I, I hate to take that away from you, but I just wonder how much more useful we could be if we would just really get at the heart of living and serving uh, and abandon all that stuff. I wonder if, you know, part of the uh, speculation is just people trying not to get caught off guard. We've been hurt by things in the past, you know, and so I wonder if some of that, just to play devil's advocate a little bit, I wonder if some of that is just an attempt to not be taken by surprise. And so they're imagining every single possibility, you know, th this is a, this is terrorism, you know, this is a, this is a government takeover and the, the, all these crazy ideas. And so what maybe people are really trying to do is prevent further pain for themselves, but they're not really taking any action anyway. Like you say, they're just talking about it. The, the people that have the most to say are doing the least. And it's taken away from the, the time and, and mental energy that you could be, you know, placing towards some kind of action. That's what I'm, I guess that's what I'm hearing you say. I think so. That's a good summary. You know, you get these guys in here that sort of like run off and want to, want to, how do you counsel them? What do you say to somebody who's got all kinds of theories about all this stuff. I talk about the serenity prayer, man. You know, what is it that you can, what is it that you have control over? And do you have the courage to accept those things that are within your realm of influence in your sphere of influence? That's you and your home and your family and your words and how you spend your time and your money. And that's all you need to be focused on, brother. That's it. All this other stuff. Maybe it's so maybe you've got it figured out, but what, what good does that do you? The dishes are in the sink and the kid's diaper needs changing and there's stuff that in the garage that you need to be preparing. Let's get to work. I agree with that. I, I like to imagine that, that that guy who is spun out, you know, we only have so much bandwidth, right? The, the pipeline of the brain can only process so much and do so much. And if 50, 80, 70% is consumed with all this stuff, then that is, um, those are wasted resources as far as I'm concerned. So I would, I would urge somebody who's sort of like caught in, in that spiral to, you know, it's addictive too. 
there's a dopamine hit. There's sure. a, there's a nice little piece of dopamine that happens when somebody feels like they've really figured something out. It's the same thing that happens when you have a victory in a s- strategic game or just some like score at work or make a sale or whatever. That's all just sort of like chasing feels. And I understand that. Like I'm not, I'm not going to dump on the guy who's chasing those feels. That's fine. Everyone's got their own little game. They're cha- you know, game. They're playing, you know, a race they're running. So no judgment, no value, good or good or bad, really, at the end of the day, with all of this, it's just chasing feels pointless, right? They're super pointless. So if somebody can begin to extract themselves out of it, I think they would do themselves and the people around them uh, a good favor if they can. Um, lack of confidence. What is it about a guy's, um, you know, we talked about control. I think that that's a huge uh, generator of fear because this is stuff that's outside of our control. There's not a damn thing any of us can do about this like lockdown. If your work is shut down, if you work in a casino and it's closed, there's not one thing you can do about that. Um, how how does confidence and control sort of like merge into each other? Because I see that merging. If I don't have control, then that's going to erode my confidence in because those are the big things that I can't control. Then I'm going to maybe lack my ability to to deal with the small things, probably be frustrated at my wife, frustrated at the kids, um, frustrated at the bathroom door handle doesn't open up like it's supposed right. to, frustrated the garage is too crowded to get, get. I can't find what I'm looking for. Like that would just compound into frustration. Are you seeing that happen? Yeah, for sure. People are so caught up in the big ideas and the, you know, the big abstract stuff that's out there, the big you know, the conspiracies and whatever, and they're not focused on, they're not engaged in the present. And that's, that's what an alpha does. He's in, he lives in the present. I think he's aware of the bigger picture, but he's living in the present and he's engaged with right now. He sees what's happening around him. He sees what's within his power and he takes control and takes action on that in the here and now. So this like desire to have control over the, the, the huge areas of life. I think we both agree that's wasted time because then there's dirty dishes in the sink. Right. The kids want to go out inside and play. His wife needs a break. She needs the kids to be gone for a little bit. Um, he probably would would be better off being consumed with that sort of stuff. Yeah, consume yourself with the here and now. Okay. Um, so a couple of thoughts that I had about about this particular one was um, this was kind of funny when I when I came up with this. The Earth doesn't give a shit about us. <laughs> And this is kind of evidence of that. And it happens when there's a tornado or a hurricane or an earthquake or whatever. Like the earth doesn't care that we live on it. And it doesn't give a damn about what we do up here on top of it. It doesn't. And so when something like this happens, it sort of like pierces this bubble of this thought that we're special. And I think a lot of us individually have that feeling of like, I'm special. My life is special. My life has meaning. Now, listen, uh, this sounds like I'm devaluing or um, diminishing the, the individual worth of each person. I'm not doing that. I'm just, just talking on like this generic sort of abstract where each one of us looks at our lives and our place and our house as if it's some carved out little palace and it's, and it's very special and very unique. And you know, wind, wind flies around it and yeah, it gets rained on and it gets wet, but like we're super, I'm super special. I am this one unique little entity and all of the chaos of the universe. And somehow I'm just going to make it through. And that's probably this mindset that's maybe happened for the last 
I don't know, many, many years, especially if you're a millennial or maybe like you and I are, we're in our forties. There haven't been any real disasters or calamities right. in my lifetime. Yeah. There have been no wars. Um, there has been nothing that has upset the natural balance. Maybe like the gas crunch, but I was a kid. When was that? In the seventies? Yeah. I mean, there's well, nine eleven. I mean, there's nine eleven. There's been some blips <clears throat> for sure. There's been some blips, but like this to my mind is probably one of the, if not the biggest, like sort of like, you know, big things that have come along. And so if I am super, again, think about like things in terms of narcissistic programming, if I believe that I'm super special, then my world's going to be rocked by this. The fact that maybe like my, my work closed, these things can tend to like destabilize and, and upset people in a huge way. And so the takeaway that I sort of like look at this is like the earth doesn't care about us. It kind of doesn't even want us on it. And so when one of these things happen, it just is sort of like this humbling equalizing thing that says like, Hey, rich guy, you're not that special. And Hey, super strong dude with the muscles and the, the really white teeth and the, the no tan lines you ain't that you ain't that big of a thing like your job's gonna shut down and put you on the street and and the world doesn't care it doesn't care about if your name's on the side of a building it doesn't give a crap about any of that it doesn't really want us on it wow so true so um these this thing and things like it kind of have this humbling effect that i think is good for us i think it's good for uh, all of us me too it's good for me to just like kind of think about that and then you know, the other thing, and we kind of talked about it already, is this loss of control. You know, we live in the United States, and Brad, you and I, like, we're white dudes. We're white males in the United States of America. We're the most powerful freaking dudes who have ever walked the planet. Like, we, you and I, can, can control more resources at our fingertips. We would be gods if we could trans if we could get in a time machine and take everything that we have power and authority over our vehicles and guns and whatever, a five gallon can of gas. Right. If we took, you know, just a handful of things back a hundred years, like straight up, we would be gods Yeah. because of the power that we have. So, um, that's interesting. So some of that's kind of, I don't know if it's being taken away, but some of it's being muted a little bit and that's probably freaking some people out. And that's okay. That's natural. It's probably normal. It's okay. And, but a lot of us probably are, are kind of losing our ass because we just don't feel like the ground is under us. We feel like some of it's being taken away from us a little bit. Yeah. You don't have toilet paper and water. You don't feel like much like a God when you have that stuff going that's on. That's so right? crazy <laughs> that people are doing that. I, I haven't spent any time trying to explore that, but do you know why people do that? No idea. I, 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 I don't know why toilet paper became the thing. I just, it's the craziest thing ever. I don't think I want to know. I'm not going to spend any time trying to figure it out, but it is a weird thing. Th th then I'll just finish out. So like loss of control, you know, there's some, some, some of us, we were, we so much want control. The illusion of control seems so attractive to us. It, it sort of exposes itself. Like I was thinking about a guy that I was with not too long ago and his food came in it. And again, Here's two white dudes in the United States of America. We're out in a restaurant. His food comes and whatever he ordered, it wasn't exactly what he was looking for. His expectation was not met. And the dude was like very controlled and very measured, but he was pissed. And he told like in no uncertain terms with like a stiff jaw, told the waiter, like you did a bad 
thing. You've done a bad thing here. And the chef, this is a disappointment. And then the, the guy took it back. And, and then the whole time he was consumed at the injustice of like, they brought him the wrong food. So now, you know, and that it also comes out with you like order something on Amazon and it shows up and it's the wrong color. It's the wrong size. Oh my God. I don't want, do they know who I am or traffic gets rerouted or somebody cuts you off or somebody cancels their plans on you or the flight gets changed. And like, we know so many people that just can't deal with that. This experience is probably really good for them. Yeah. It's probably really, really good for them. Yeah. Very humbling. Very humbling. We're not that special. We are not that special. The earth doesn't care that we're on it. I love that, man. So what are the principles that men can kind of live by at a time like this? What are the things that will help us just the idea, the, the, the attitudes, I guess, that will help us be our best at a time like this? For me, one of them is responsibility. And I don't mean responsibility to go out there and save the world, but to fully be aware of our duty to provide and protect. You know, we, that, that I think is a sacred role, especially for fathers and husbands. Um, so we should first take care of ourselves and our own family. Um, real men feel a responsibility and they take actions to assist the vulnerable. Well, some of the vulnerable people are in your home. Uh, your wife maybe would not be able to, um, you know, defend herself and the tribe at home if she had to. Maybe your children couldn't provide food or take care of necessary things that you might need to, to be looking after. And so we've talked about control already, but to know what you can control and what you can't, I just think we should spend zero energy on what we can't control and just feel a sense of responsibility, um, not just for ourselves, but for, for others around us. You know, I, um, there were, I've used social media a couple of times to find out where others needed some help. Someone needed some, uh, wa some, uh, water, nursery water and some like baby formula and things like that. Someone who had lost their job, uh, they had a child with special needs. I wasn't able to get her connected, but I used everything I could to try to help this person find some, um, some childcare for this little girl who was, uh, who was actually her granddaughter that she had custody of. And, um, so I just, I, th I think, and that's not me doing it the right way. I just felt a sense of responsibility for, okay, I know people in North Las Vegas. I know people that may be home. I know some teachers who may be home. I knew some people that may have an opportunity. It would be nothing for me to ask, Hey, is anyone available to help this person with their little girl? They are still working excuse me, the granddaughter. And so responsibility just says that we can do some things. We can't change the whole trajectory of this thing in the big geopolitical sense or whatever, but we can handle our household. We can handle our own attitude. We can look around us and see if there may be those that we can help. Also something that, you know, this has created some resourcefulness in, in me and my family for sure. Just creativity. Uh, we've made things in the kitchen that we probably never would have <laughs> attempted. Like some pantry dinners? Yeah, seriously. Like we, digging deep? Yeah. I mean, we were uh, grating potatoes the other day, and my wife, is, she's Polish, and she said, you know, this calls for some potato pancakes. And 
it was just like so this is kind of a comfort food potato pancakes but it was uh it allowed us to kind of be creative and i um i just think we have an opportunity to live life in ways that we may not have had before you know conserving water and doing things like that that just to be a little more mindful of what's happening and that although i don't want to live in a scarcity mentality i just want to live in a in a place of like mindfulness about what's going on and okay, uh, maybe I don't need to be driving all over town. Maybe I want to save the gas in my vehicle or whatever. I loved the, I don't know where this came from. I think it was a world world war two thing that talked about, uh, fix it up, wear it out, make it do or do without, which kind of had to do with times were tough during war. Um, you can do without some of the things that you may have grown accustomed to and live a little bit simpler life you know, if you if your income has is diminished because of all this, or you're, um, you know, just being stuck at home, be creative, be resourceful, see what you can come up with, and uh, I think that that's a principle that men can live by. Also, for me, reverence, and we talked a little bit about humility, and just to be appreciative. Um, you know, I love the 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 focus you see some things through social media people talk about prayer and um, just calling on your higher power seeing how you can serve other people recognize that we're connected and you'd be surprised how little there is you know how little contributions can actually make a big difference to other people and so when we see ourselves uh, connected to other people and just recognize that this could be it you know it, this is probably not the end of the world. I'm not talking about that, but this could be, this could be it for me. And maybe I need to have a, a little more humble kind of reverent, gracious attitude at home with my family. You know, this may be, um, my parents who are in their seventies, uh, this could be, this could be hard on them. And so if I see myself as connected, more connected to my loved ones and just society as a whole, I think I'm a, a little more respectful, you know, and I, maybe I would honor the, the, uh, you know, the council, I guess, for us to, to, to keep our distance and so forth. And, uh, those are just some of the top principles that I think will help us to be the kind of men we need to be during something like this. How about you, Mike? So I like your wife was making those potato things. So we have this wheat grinder, like it's a big friggin' machine and it's got a motor in it and a hopper. And then my wife who's very, very thoughtful and responsive about responsible about things like this and sort of having like a, a well-stock pantry and reserve food and things like that. We have these can number 10 cans, these big cans of wheat. It's like, Oh yeah. Just wheat kernels. Mm -hmm. And so my son who's, you know, looking at this as an adventure and he should, nice. and I am too. I think we all are in my house. I think we're looking at this as a bit of an adventure uh, because it's new, it's novel, it's different. Like this is really sort of turned normal life on its head. And that's, that's straight up good. It's, yeah, it it's a straight up good thing because it's shattering all the old like habits and patterns that we were in, which may or may not have like served us. And so all of that is sort of like swept away. And so we're recreating like new schedules like everything's new. Everything is, is kind of like upended and, and I'm for that hundred percent. So we wanted to make some bread. We make bread off, not often, but occasionally. And so I don't know who had, who had this idea, but let's break out that wheat grinder and let's grind wheat, the, the 
wheat beans. I'm not saying that right, but you know what I mean? And make flour. We'll make our own flour. And we did. Nice. So we brought that thing out and we made it. And we probably would not have done that had this have not happened. And that's going to be a fun memory. And so someday we're going to be on the other side of this. And it's not going to be that far off, really. Right. And I think that if we are, if we have a mindset of, if you have an alpha mindset of leadership and how do we guide our families through this and keep, keep ourselves calm as well as them, then I think all the memories when this thing blows over are going to be good ones. They're going to be really, really good ones. So, you know, some of the thoughts that I have about this exact topic and that question was, what are the principles that men can govern themselves by in a time like this? For me, I've got a couple. One of them is I think that a man would do well to continue to live a life of discipline, self-discipline. And so I think what that looks like is, is wake up on time. Whatever time you used to get up and go to work, get up at that time. Unless it's maybe crazy and you worked overnight hours. But I think if you kept a normal schedule, you know, wake up at 6.30 and get up, get out of bed, get dressed, get dressed for the day. Don't spend the day in pajamas. Make yourself look as presentable as as is necessary for the things you're going to do that day. If you went to work in a suit, don't do that. But just, you know, don't wear pajamas and flip-flops all day either. Make yourself presentable. Look like you're ready for whatever. Um, Make the bed. Set about your day. And if your day doesn't look anything like it used to, so I work at home now, and so my day really doesn't look any different than it always did. Mm -hmm. But if I used to go into a job and now I'm going to be at home, what I want to do, I think what I would try to do is structure a day that looked um, disciplined and organized. Um, I think that the, the concept of discipline will also come come through with the with the uh, guy figure, figuring out and looking at his his new routine. Like the, the other thought too is see this thing as a gift. Imagine the whole the whole um, schedule that you used to keep for most of us is being handed back to us. So we used to you know, a couple of days ago, our time was given over to somebody else. Like somebody else owned our time. We went to a job. We rent, we, you know, if we get a paycheck, we rent ourselves to somebody who who trades us money for time. That's sort of like put on pause right now. Um, And so now time is yours. You get to do whatever you want with your time. Why don't you rent? Why don't you sell yourself your time? And so what might that look like? That might look like uh, flexing your hustle muscle. You might need to figure out if you got to, if you got to generate some dough, I think it's time to flex your hustle muscle. That might mean you need to make something, sell something, create some value, go out and do something, do something for somebody. And then we'll trade you either money for that or something else of equal value. This could be the opportunity for dudes to like look at what they've been doing and then get fed up with it. I think, I think there's a ton of dudes. I think there's a ton of dudes who are super pissed and unhappy at this life that whatever that life is that they feel like they've gotten themselves locked into. What did art, you mean what it already was before this happened? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, you know, getting up and trading money for time and and doing it for somebody that they didn't give a crap about them. And, you know, maybe even being involved in work or pursuits that, you know, weren't their own. So what if this is just like a big opportunity to hit this reset button, this master reset button in your life and just clear all that away and stop worrying about that. Like you're, we're being hand. Well, I think this is a huge gift of the universe. A lot of us are pissed. Maybe that energy needs to be flipped. Maybe anybody who's pissed about what's happening here really could, could do themselves a big service by looking at it on the opposite and saying, I've just been handed maybe the greatest gift of my adult life, an opportunity where for like the next four weeks, nobody really is nobody's got their thumb on me. I'm not under anybody's control. I get to 
think and choose and do and, and, and create and narrate to myself what it is that I think I want to like revamp myself into. If somebody were to look at this with that sort of mindset and then take each day and, and, and hustle up tangible things, intellectual things regarding whatever kind of their, what their future could look like. Mm-hmm. A lot of us sit around and we say, Oh, what if I, I make, we make excuses. I do. I've done this. I've made excuses that I haven't taken steps in my life because I didn't have the time. The universe just handed you all the time you need. And so if somebody isn't sure about, um, what that, what that could look like, then I think you go on a vision quest. I think you figure it out. I think it's a time to like reset it a little bit. Yes. And, and whatever that, whatever you need to do to sort of like tap into that, like get it done, get it done. If you need to go on a hike, if you need to lock yourself in a closet, get a pad and a paper, turn the lights off, close your eyes, open your eyes, sit in the sun, sit in the shade, take a four hour shower. Like, I don't even know what it is for you. And you're going to have to work that out on your own. But like some of us neglect figuring out who we are and we've put that off. And so we are living these lives. We're living a life of, you know, a, a, a hamster in a wheel, just spinning, spinning, spinning. And it's not our wheel. And, 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 and none of it feels like it's in our control. What if the universe just handed you all the control you could ever need in your whole life? It handed you your life for four weeks. I think that's how long this thing's going to take. So any one of us who are out there bitching and moaning and complaining that the government is about ready to plant a chip in your forehead or whatever, I think that that is, that is, that is, that is brain power misspent. I'm not knocking it. I mean, maybe that's going to happen. I don't know. But what I think isn't going to happen is, is some of us getting our shit together, getting our asses in gear and using this to reset and you great word that you said or revamp or revitalize or rebuild or whatever our own personal lives, our own personal, the trajectory of our lives. It can happen right now. This, this could be the best four weeks of our entire life of the life of our country, a life of our family. This could be the most amazing time that we've ever been handed. And in F all the, news reports that say we're all going to die. We're not all going to die. F those reports that say, you know, the tanks are rolling through. Like, I don't got time. I ain't got time for, ain't nobody got time for that. (laughs) I got time for that. You know what I need? I should be spending time on is self-reflection, um, goals, um, things I want to do, things I want to create, figuring out how to be a better man, how to alpha up. If I spent four weeks, if I spent the next four weeks, drilling into that talk to me in a month come see me in a month and let's like let's high five each other that's the kind of alpha thing that a guy could do with the next four weeks if you come to me in four weeks and you have more theories and all you've done is right played video games mental, and watch mental mental masturbation oh <laughs> like if we talk and in the last hey what have you been up to bro in four weeks of you know video games and and, and news reports and internet surfing and um black holing all that stuff i i don't know what to say to that i, I don't know uh, this is a gift that's how i'm seeing it um let me finish out here so you know 
to, to be able to like hang out with our families and our wives for, for this period of time is a huge gift. Like look at, I guess the, I guess the overall mindset is look at every one of these things, everything that's involved in this, everything that it touches as a gift. And I think that has profound power to really like flip switches on in our brains, um, and turn this experience into something that otherwise it would be not. I, I think it would be great if we were to say thank you for everybody who's still working, like even grocery store clerks and the delivery drivers. These are people who are out there, you know, getting it done, making it happen. If you're one of those hats off to you guys who are first responders, military, medical people, medical staff, if you know, a, a, like a nurse or somebody in medical service, like let's figure out a way to collectively give them a big high five of love. Um, and Brad, what do you think? What do you think about anything I've said? Any of that landing with you? Oh, I love it. I see so many people who see this as just a vacation and they're just kind of, or maybe they're down, maybe they're scared and afraid, or they, they have a sniffle and they think this is, I've got the, I've got the virus and I need to, you know, I'm going to isolate myself. And they're really kind of exploiting the opportunity to be lazy. And I just think, you know, if there's a, if there's a gender that's more lazy, maybe it's men. <laughs> and uh, I, I love what you're saying about still stay engaged. I mean, you, you don't go to work, we'll get up and work anyway. There's plenty of work for you to do on recalibrating your life or on uh, reconnecting, you know, whatever, whatever it may mean. Interesting that here we are in the first week of this and we're in here, we're back on the show and we've kind of really got some new energy. We've been planning to do this, but, um, this is how you and I are doing that. I think is by returning to something that, that we love and see as a way to can strengthen other people. So I love it. You're saying stay engaged, keep working. Even if you don't go to your job, get up and hustle, work your ass off. Like I guarantee you, if you looked around your house, you'd have 40 hours of work on your house projects. I do projects and things that, that haven't been done or need to be done better or need to be redone. You know, I like, I don't know about you, but I probably have all kinds of business ideas and inventions I want to do and things I want to create that, um, you know, I've used the excuse of, I don't really have time to focus on it, devoting mm -hmm. energy to it. Here it is. Here, Here it, it is. is. Here it is, man. So if anybody is out there and they're listening to this and, and you're down and you're depressed and you're bummed that, you know, whatever it is that you counted on has been taken away from you, have a cry, have a moment, take a moment. Like that's valid. It's totally legit. It's totally valid to, to take a tear, take a knee, have a moment, you know, be bummed about that. That's t completely fine, normal and acceptable. Then get off your ass. Take, take that moment, ha you know, whatever you need to do and take that moment, get up and then get to work, get to work on yourself, get to work on your house, get to work on your relationship, get to work on your future. It doesn't keep doing your job. And maybe you're one of those lucky people who your jobs just now transition to home. Well, get your laptop out and get to work. Start busting ass. Like, don't let anybody else tell you how you should feel. Don't let the news tell you how you should feel about this. Don't let anybody get in your head and tell you what you're supposed to think about this. I tell you, <laughs> what a hypocrite, right? Here I am telling you what you should think about this. <laughs> they wouldn't have caught that if you didn't tell them. <laughs> so I will, I will suggest what, what I'm doing to think about this what I'm thinking is, is that this is an opportunity. Every part of this is an opportunity. Every single slice and dice of this is an opportunity. I'm not going to waste it. I'm not going to lose it. I've got four weeks. I've just sort of looked at this as somebody had me, somebody took 12 months and then gave me one to do whatever I want with. 
and wow. I'm going to freaking exploit this thing. I'm going to like milk this. I'm going to continue doing a lot of things that I otherwise am already doing, mm -hmm. but I've got new stuff. Like this has sort of energized me to like click up and do some new things, some new ideas that I want to like make happen. And I think that I would not have just sort of, you know, I'm just, I'm looking at this as, as if it's some just sort of like gong or chime has been rung in my head and um, sort of snap me to like a new bit of attention or focus. I'm going to ring this. I'm going to ring this towel out. I'm going to get every drop out of it. I can. That's awesome, man. I love that. I am. I just can't wait to share this with everybody that I'm working with right now, because some of them need to hear this very message here. What do you think men need to be doing to preserve their strength and protect their families? So we talked about being engaged, being the, live in the present, stay busy, things for you to do. Um, I just want to mention taking care of your body. So even for those who are the hustlers who are, you know, taking advantage of this opportunity, you still need rest. You still need to drink water. Um, I talked with a physician the other day, a client of mine actually, and he was talking about how water drinking water alone may protect you in ways that you just don't even understand. So just good, healthy principles, the best you can. I've kind of had this little sniffle because I've been, I've been kind of eating the cheap food right lately and it's, it hasn't been the best for me. So I'm just looking for ways for myself that I can continue to take care of my body. Um, and you know, I'm a soldier, I'm a soldier in this, in this thing and I've got to keep myself healthy and strong. And, uh, also I think to find ways to show love to the people in my circle, you know, reach out, show some charity toward other people. Um, and maybe that, maybe that showing love, you know, m means also to show some love to yourself. Um, read your own gauges. Um, there's always a light that tells you when you need an oil change or when the fuel is low. So check in with yourself and look at your own needs and see what may be missing. Um, if you, if you feel that there's an unmet need, see if you can identify what it is and get after it. Great opportunity here. I love what you're saying about this should be seen as a gift, Mike. Um, <clears throat> so one of the things you had down here too is show some charity to others. You talked about that with that experience with that lady. Why do you think that if we, and I'm not doing this, I gotta, I gotta admit, I've thought about it. I've thought about ways. We went to the grocery store and, and got some things. And my wife, who's very thoughtful in this way, got some extra supplies that we specific, she had earmarked for somebody specific. I haven't done that yet. I've thought about it. Um, you know, have you heard any of your guys come through where they've done some of that stuff, done some of that stuff? Yeah. You know, people are checking in with, you know, elderly members say of their church or their community or just checking in with the neighbors. Hey, do you have what you need? And just kind of saying, we have plenty. Um, something that was impressive to me was, um, a divorced, a guy who's divorced and kind of has this bitter connection with the ex-wife. He kind of checked in and said, Hey, uh, if there are needs over there, um, I, we, we, we got you covered over here. You know, if you don't have enough flour, sugar, water, whatever it may be, um, just let me know. He was also looking after his own children, but kind of put aside the, the tension of this, of this kind of nasty divorce. And, uh, offered you know himself and his supplies up to 
what he may have kind of considered as an enemy. So just people checking in with their, their kids, uh, friends, families, you know, uh, kids in the neighborhood, kids they go to school with, people in your normal kind of circle. I think asking questions and just checking in with others, um, that's just a pretty alpha thing to do to look, seek out the vulnerable. Don't be taken advantage of, and you don't have to save everyone and don't spend your last dollar on someone else if your family's in need, but see what you can give. I just think that's, that's what an alpha does. He finds a way to strengthen other people. One of the things that we did, I was kind of caught off guard by it and I thought it was a little crazy, but I loved it. So the other day my wife pulls out the Christmas decorations and put all the Christmas lights back up on our house. And so we have snowmen and these big blow up <laughs> Christmas things like out right there. Right now, if I yeah. go by your house, seriously, it's, what's going on? The Christmas lights are on my house. So I'm expecting an <laughs> HOA fine here soon, but she put this big sign out front that she just hand painted and said, spread cheer, not fear. We will make it, you know, we're going to be okay. And there was some little hashtag thing and she posted it and uh, she, she, she got, I don't know, a couple thousand likes in the news channel. Uh, contacted her and they wanted to come and interview her and take pictures. They never did. Probably they had plenty of other bigger stories, but um, it was just cool. That wasn't the purpose. She just, uh, and there were a lot of haters on that. People, people really kind of commented on her like, you're crazy. You're just trying to get attention. She said, you know what? There are children who are stuck in their homes and if they're out walking their dog or driving by as they go to the grocery store in this bleak time and they see a snowman in our yard, maybe that brings him a little bit of light, you know? So, I just, I, I think to see us all is connected and, and, um, you know, I, I loved her little line there, spread cheer, not fear. That's amazing. That's you send me a picture or I send will. me that post. <laughs> I, I need to see this. Sure. It's making me think about, um, <clears throat> yeah, I've probably brought this guy up before Sebastian Younger. He's a guy who wrote a book called tribe. Mm -hmm. And in that, one of the anecdotes he talks about is how during times of collective calamity, um, statistical instances of things like depression, anxiety, all of these psychological maladies that seem to be like just chronically inflamed generally during these sort of like tragic times go down. Um, cr cr crime goes down, um, violence goes down, drinking goes down, all of the things that people do to self-medicate and then be irresponsible that seems to take a back seat to the collective need of the community this this general feeling of altruism that's always there but seems to take a back seat to selfishness in times of, of calm and plenty during these collective calamities then people's focus is towards the tribe the collective needs of the tribe and selflessness comes out and becomes a key marker to survival and um what your wife has done is a small slice of that and and i think that a guy any any alpha guy would do really really well to kind of copy that you don't have to put decorations in your yard but to do things even in your own house that create for you a feeling of confidence and optimism we're going to get through this we're going to be fine yeah but you know, school is closed. I know. So let's, let's jump on, um, Khan Academy mm -hmm. and, and let's learn something. You know, you're in a trade, you know, a lot, you are, you are skilled. You've got all kinds of talents and abilities that you've spent, you know, a career honing. 
do your kids know the fine points of you know the the the, the work that you do do they understand like have you ever apprenticed your son into some of the things that you do that come so naturally to you but would be like this amazing gift to give him or your daughter does she understand you know some of the um, complexities of you know whatever your work is this and the, the kids are home now and right. and where we live in clark county nevada and vegas the school district is just throwing up its hands it's like we don't know what to do we're not going to do anything and that's kind of a it's kind of a big thing and i'm not i'm not pointing a finger or coming down on because i i don't want to be in their shoes i have no suggestion i have no suggestion so i i empathize and and acknowledge what a tough spot they're in so this is an opportunity every every dad every alpha every guy every dude should be thinking about ways that he can now sort of like shepherd his children into some training and some um like this time to homeschool it's time to homeschool and so parents can alpha up um again what a gift what a gift what if a kid what if a kid, what if a, t- what if a teenage kid right now, a teenage son this month where his dad gets to spend all this time with him and maybe do some projects or whatever, what if this is the exact thing that that kid needed to change the trajectory of his life? We look back and we think, well, you know, everything counts, everything matters. You know, what's that thing, the butterfly flaps his wing and uh, over here and then on the other side of the world, there's a hurricane from it. I don't know if I'm doing a very good job with that little visualization, that little story, mm-hmm. but you get the idea. So everything has a ripple, everything matters and so, Again, to go back to what I was saying earlier, this could be a huge sort of like mark moment for for all of us if we see it that way. And and um, let me let me drop in my little things and then we'll finish this one out. So I think that a guy would do well to the the, the question here was what are some of the things men need to be doing to preserve their own strength and protect their families. So you know that. Um, I forget who said this or where it came from, but you know, like on an airplane, when the oxygen mass drops, you got four people in your row, they all need them. You're the dad. You put yours on first. Like you don't do the kids and then you last, you do yours first and then you do the people that you serve. So men need to be, dudes need to be taking care of themselves. Like they need to get their crap together. They need to pull it together. And so take, again, take a moment. Like if you need to, if you need to have a, 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 a a moment of tears, make it happen. Like dig into that. Like don't mope your way through the next four weeks. Take a day, sort it out, call a buddy, um, call one of us, do a thing, figure this out, like get on top of, uh, of this for yourself, emotionally, spiritually, all of that, get that worked out, get that worked through. It's not a one-time thing either. Like I'm, I'm not delusional. I know that, if you lost your job, you're not going to just like, um, you know, sit in a dark room with the, with the blinds pulled, have a tear and then snap. I'm, I'm good. Like I get that, but pull in some resources. Like you need alpha up and, and do what needs to be done and then, um, get on with it, get on with this. And, um, I think there's all kinds of ways to also, so, so that was sort of like, get your oxygen mask on. And then there's ways to blow off some of the steam and some of the pressure that is undoubtedly building up, not even inside of you, but in your family. Like you've got this dynamic now where some of us have never been home for like a full day of sunlight with our kids and our wives. Some of us have never had that. 
we've never had one entire day of sunlight where we've all been together in the house together. We've, a lot of us have different schedules where a wife is gone, a kids are gone, the husband's gone, whatever. So there's a lot that's new going on here and that's stress and pressure. So dudes, maybe you need to figure out what, what your hobbies are. Maybe you don't have a hobby. You've neglected that, which is fine, but now it's time to maybe figure that out. So get the guitar out of the attic, get the basketball pumped up, get your track shoes out, get some new laces in them, whatever it is that can and should happen. Find ways that you used to. And um, I think that the secret to this would be don't invent something new. Go back in time. Go back to what's worked for you in the past. Don't try to like figure out now how to, how to hang glide now. Never done that. Go backwards. Get your baseball cards out from underneath the bed. Whatever it was that, that reliably and, and, and you know brings you a little bit of joy, a little bit of tranquility. It's a touchstone to sort of like a happy time. Get, do that get that for me oh, funny i don't know if it's funny but legos i love legos man i <laughs> love legos you know what i love about them? i love the tactile experience of like the little bits and pieces i love mm -hmm. taking chaos you dump a bag out and it's just chaos and then i've got this instruction book that is it's order and control mm. it's order and control and so i can take a pile of chaos and then through following steps i can create order and control and what I imprint onto the, my little time screwing around with Legos is that I know that life order and control is an illusion. So I know that I'm a realist and I know that in my own personal life, there is no order and control, but I can like, I can have that through this little experience. And, um, it just really works for me. It's very calming and very centering and settling. So whatever it is that helps get you centered, dive into that. Um, I might also throw out, it'd be a good time to like sit in a chair and read a book, sit in a, I was Seriously. thinking the other day, when was the last time I sat down with a magazine or a, ch uh, or a book or something? This is a great time. Again, a gift. What a gift. What a gift this is. Um, move your meat suit, like exercise <laughs> a get, meat suit. <laughs> yeah. Get outside, man. Move around, do some stuff with your body, do some jumping jacks. Like feel that feeling of what it is to get a little sweaty when your heart pumps a little bit, get some, get some of those, um, just get some of that endorphin going, get an endorphin rush from like moving around. It's a real thing. Make that happen. Um, and this, put the kids to bed. Here's the last one. Put the kids to bed, put some like rose petals on the floor, play some Barry white. Oh, Oh baby. <laughs> and see what happens. Like why, why not, let this be a full experience where you are trying to fully tap into like everything that is real in your life. And so if your relationship with your wife is stale, see what you can do for that. See how you can like serve her, be kind to her, be attentive to her, be and court the hell out of your wife. Why not? You got four weeks to do that. Court right. the court the hell out of your wife and see what happens. So, um, those are some of my thoughts on like, what, what could a guy be doing to, um, be taking care of himself? I think there's more. I'd love to hear what some of the suggestions in the comments of this, um, episode might be, but those are mine. All right. So we've talked about the last question a little bit already too. Um, how men could be supportive of others, you know, with their communities. Um, I've talked about some of that just to listen and, um, you know, ask people how they're doing, what they may need. 
I found a little quote here. This goes back to something you were talking about, about um, Sebastian Younger's book about tribe. But this, uh, I think I found this on social media, but I just want to read this a little bit here. It says, years ago, anthropologist Margaret Mead was asked by a student what she considered to be the first sign of civilization in a culture. The student expected Mead to talk about fish hooks or clay pots or grinding stones, but no. Mead said that the first sign of civilization in an ancient culture was a femur, a thigh bone, that had been broken and then healed. She explained that in the animal kingdom, if you break your leg, you die. You can't run from danger. Uh, you can't get to the river for a drink or hunt for food. You are meat for a prowling beast. No animal survives a broken leg long enough for the bone to heal. So a broken femur that has been healed is evidence that someone has taken time to stay with the one who has fallen, bound up the wound, has carried the person to safety, and has tended the person through recovery. Um, helping someone else through difficulty is where civilization starts, Meat said. We are at our best when we serve others. Be civilized. I love this because this is a great opportunity to do that. Even though we're isolated, check in with your friends, call your aunt, your grandmother that you haven't talked to, check in with people, recognize that we're connected. And that's what makes us, you know, civil, intelligent beings is that we can take care of our own. Another thought that I have about taking care of others and ourselves is uh, to not be too serious. There's a lot of really cool humor out there right now. <laughs> My favorite little meme that I saw was uh, I used to cough, and this is true for me. I used to cough to cover a <laughs> fart. Now I fart to cover a cough. I've just been all about these funny, these funny things. It kind of keeps things light, and um, I hope it's not offensive to anyone. But I just, uh, I think we got to have some fun and not take this so serious. Not be a scared, whimpering. You know, um, don't, don't be so nervous about all this and just appreciate it as an opportunity, like Mike said so many times. So what about you, Mike? How do we take care of our community and other people? Um, and then we'll wrap up with our final points. Yeah. Um, you know, I really didn't throw any notes in here. Other, You know, I, I put down the, the oxygen mask one. We talked about that. Um, maybe this one for me is to... Um, I think it's important to like, maybe I've mentioned this before, like just figure, figure out what you're feeling, figure out what you're thinking and get to the heart of it. I know that there's a lot of emotionalism that floats on top of some of this. People are mad and that's probably the general mad and frustrated. Like I think if there were two emotions that dudes are probably feeling the most fear would maybe it's a trifecta. There we go. It's the Trinity. So it's fear, frustration, and then anger. Mm -hmm. I think those three are the things that dudes are feeling. And, you know, dudes are, it's a classic thing. Like guys don't feel guys don't cry. Big boys don't cry. Um, men don't, men don't have emotions. We don't feel emotions. Yeah, we do all the time. We just, they just center around anger. Right. <laughs> yeah. That's typically the emotion that, that a dude feels is anger and frustration. And so that's probably happening a ton. And, and my thought on that would be let, let that shit go. There's no let reason to go. get angry about any of this because there's nothing anybody can do about it. Right. Again, maybe to drop back to something we talked about earlier. What in the hell is a guy right now? My neighbor, I, I'm making this up, but let's say I meet my ma neighbor at the mailbox. And he's all pissed. He wants to like bend my ear, just flap his jaw about <laughs> how like, 
pissed off he is at everything. What the hell does that do for anything? Why don't you tell me about what you're going to do about that roof? You need to re-roof that friggin' house, neighbor dude. Like, why don't you tell me about that tree, that dead tree that I've been looking at for, for two years now? Why don't we talk about that stuff? Because that you can control. Right. All the rest of this nonsense that you're you're jamming on about, like I don't give a shit about any of that. I don't care about that. That has nothing to do with you, me, our life, staying alive, helping each other, living next door. So I think it would be super helpful for a dude to to figure himself out to like get centered. Okay, be angry, be frustrated, be be those things. And then get to work. Get to work. Get to work. Like, let that shit go. Bleed that stuff off. Have your moment and then let it go. Get going. Get your hustle muscle on. Get get down to business. Like, let this is business time. Um, so whatever a dude needs to do to get into that headspace, like, I know Brad and I, I know we'd like to help you do that. Um, I bet you have plenty of people, plenty of resources. And if you don't, here's a call out. I think, I think you need to, like... I think you need to ask yourself serious questions like, why don't I have any friends? Mm. Why don't I have any, what, what kind of life, this could be like deep, deeply self-reflective. What kind of life have I been living all these years that now in a time where like, I could probably use somebody to, to talk to. I don't have any friends. Mm. I've, in fact, I've had a conversation with a guy not that long ago. And that was kind of the punchline of the conversation. He had all kinds of like, everybody was, he just had, he just, it was endless. His mm. problems were endless. The complexity of his life seemed to be just outrageous, outrageously endless. Like every, we would talk about something for about 40 or 60 seconds. And then that would like, they would, they would like pinball him to a new, oh, and then he, so like he would say, oh, and that reminds me or, oh, and another thing. And it would turn into another avalanche of just going down this, you know, road. I don't know how it came up, but kind of towards the end of it, it just sort of like, dawned on maybe both of us at the same time. Like this dude didn't have any friends, mm. didn't have any friends, didn't connect with anybody, didn't have anybody he cared for or cared for him. And, and such a pissy attitude about so many things in life. I honestly, I mean, this isn't very charitable, but I was thinking like, no wonder you don't have any friends. You're a, you're a pain in the ass. Right. Right. Like you'd want to be around you. Yeah. Like you're a, you'd, you'd be a terrible friend. You would just be a suck, like you would just suck energy and time out of everybody else. Like, why would anybody want to be around that? Emotional vampire. Totally. So anyway, th this, the, uh, again, all of these things, these are gifts that we're being handled so we can figure this stuff out. So I don't know. That's probably a, a not very clear about that, that question, but that's my thought on that. That's awesome. I think what we're saying, a lot of this, as we wrap up here is just to be grateful, you know, things have always worked out. When I think about hope, when I think about, you know, there are some uncertainty around us right now. And if we need hope, the best way to look forward and project into the future, knowing that it's going to be okay, is to look behind you with gratitude. If you look back and consider all the ways that you've already been delivered, you've already been through. I mean, your the day of your birth was freaking traumatic. There was a time you couldn't even wipe your own ass or walk. Okay. You've fallen down. You've been hurt. There've been so many painful things you've been through. This is, this is new territory, but how do you know it's going to work out? Cause it always has, if you're breathing and you're alive today, everything has always worked out. And I, I have a little thing that I share with people about changing the what if to even if we, we get stuck in the what if, what if this happens and what if I get sick and what if people die and what if we'll, we'll play that on out to the end. 
because even if it does happen, even if you get sick, there's a 98% chance of your survival. And if you go to even the worst case scenario where someone that you love is deeply affected or, or dies from this, you got to go, you, if you're going to think that, go ahead and play it on out because it'll be sad and it'll be inconvenient and it'll be hurtful and painful, but you will carry on and you'll figure it out just the way that you've always done. Final points, Mike. An alpha always finds a silver lining in any situation. This is no different. Um, we're going to make it. You're going to make it. Everybody you know is going to make it. And if, even if they don't, Brad, that was beautifully said, you'll be fine. Everything will be fine. Stay stay hopeful. Stay positive. Stay in a routine. Don't get sucked into avoidance distraction. Don't don't fall down the endless um, running, running through all the episodes of a series. Don't watch all 47 episodes of Breaking Bad or whatever it is. Um put some, put some checks on yourself. Like if, if, if that's helpful for you, then that's fine. I don't, I don't want to take that away from you, but like throw some, throw some boundaries around that. Give yourself 45 minutes a day to like, you know, surf Facebook or whatever. Um, stay away from porn, stay away from drinking. This is not a time to like smoke more weed. None of those things are going to be helpful. None of that uh, fogginess is going to, it's going to dull your blade all that stuff is going to dull your blade right now. You need to be sharp for yourself, for your family, for everyone around you. Um, and so this is not the time to, uh, to numb out and to dumb down. It's exactly the opposite. Like the, you, your life needs you. The world needs you. Your family needs you. Um, hell we need you. Um, and so the, none of that serves, none of it, none of it's going to none. You're not going to look back on this four weeks and say, damn, that was like, I, I remember that as being all that time I was stoned. <laughs> like, that was so, so great, man. I'm so happy. I spent a whole month stoned. Like, <laughs> like this is such a dude. Let me tell you about May. What, what month is this? February, March. March. <laughs> Let me tell you March of 2020, dude, that was the best month of my whole life. I was like stoned for four weeks while the world went to hell. Like, <laughs> No, that's, that's not, it's nothing to be proud of. That is nothing to be proud of. Um, be a support, be a support to the people around you. I, I would like to see an alpha guy build some, use this time to like build some reserve and margin into, into the system of your lifestyle. So, you know, the world is building this false belief that everything will continue just as it has been without interruption. And that's, for like we talked about earlier for you, for you, the life of you and me so far, that's kind of what's happened. Like we flipped that light switch and the power in my life, the power is always turned on every toilet I've ever flushed. Like it disappears things like, like the car always starts. There's always gas at the pump. Um, there's always food on the shelf. Like those things are constants, but that may not be the case. This isn't going to change. Like this little coronavirus thing in my very own personal opinion, pff, this is nothing like, this is just a blip. This is an anomaly. All of us are going to bounce back. Everything's going to be just fine. But what I think this does is it indicates to us that this, like this world we live on, this world doesn't care that we're on it. And it's going to do something to some of us some other time that is going to like, you know, shake our world, literally, figuratively, whatever. And so this is a really good time for an alpha to get his shit together. And that might look like getting some food under your bed. If you want to put a knife and a machete and a gun in a drawer, do that. If you don't have cash t tucked away somewhere, make that happen. The things that 
that you can do to like put your oxygen mask on, you need to alpha up and do that. Like I'm strongly suggesting this is a time to really consider that kind of stuff. And if the work that you're doing doesn't make the money that you need to make and want to make, then like figure that out. If you're not even in the trade that you think you should be in or doing that, then figure that out. So this is really, this is a time, this is a gift. This is a gift of time to work through all that stuff. And so right now I'd like to see dudes alphaing up and then, um, I'd love to figure out a way that we can sort of like check in with each other. And I don't know, maybe we could use a Facebook page or something, but I'd love to hear guys, if you've got goals, if you're going to create some goals for yourself, if you're going to invent some new things, some new systems for yourself, it would be amazing to hear some feedback from, from, from the audience, from, from us about what we're doing and how we're doing it and maybe ways that we can um, support each other. And if you um, like, we could collectively sort of like, I don't know, support that whole, the energy behind that, We'll figure that Love out. It, yes. So um, maybe that's just my final statement is like, don't fall down the black hole of escapism behaviors. They're super tempting, especially right now feeling like, you know, not having control, not, not knowing what's going to happen. I want to numb out. I just want to blast out of this thing and, you know, zap out of it. Um, have a tear. It's a crazy time. I totally get it. Have a tear and then get to work. Love it. It's an interesting season of our lives. It's an interesting season of in the world's history. And it's an, and it's a great season in your life. Speaking of season, this is season two, episode one of the Alpha Quorum. We're glad to be back. We're here to help men improve their lives by engaging a tribe to improve their attitudes, actions, and attributes. Hey, give us some love on, uh, on iTunes, uh, like us on Facebook and follow us on, you know, however that goes. <laughs> I don't even know what we, our things are. We love you guys. We're, we're going to, we, you're going to hear from us more. Uh, we're looking forward to what's about to happen here for the Alpha Quorum. For now, Brad Singletary and Taco Mike, you guys take care and Alpha up. Be well. Gentlemen, you are the Alpha, and this is the Alpha Quorum. <laughs>